This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. It is the final preview podcast of the season, Logan, although as we have been doing recently, we'll talk about some other stuff as well. And today, the other stuff is Jahan Dotson's comments in the locker room yesterday about the commander's culture. Um, very interesting stuff from Jahan. I think there's there's stuff to talk about about the comments themselves. Uh, and there's also kind of the larger question about rebuilding the culture in, in Washington for the commanders, what that looks like, who drives it. Uh, and, and I'd love to get some thoughts from you on kind of experiences in your career in terms of culture uh where it was good where it was bad what drove it etc answer the questions based off your experience so we'll get to that a little later in the podcast we start though with a preview of cowboys and commanders and the cowboys come in uh obviously off that big win over the lions controversial win but they they got it and i i think we have to start with their offense and cd lamb uh, just a couple years ago we were joking about this the other day we did uh receiver rankings in the nfc east and we're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's like CeeDee Lamb, actually that guy. And, you know, he was young at the time. Boy, has he matured into that guy. W- what has been so great about CD this year? And would you say that their offense runs through uh, 88 down in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that. I mean, like, I think he had 12 catches in the last game against Detroit. Yeah. Like, very productive night. And I think there's been games like that for him throughout the year. You know, he gets a lot of third down targets. A lot of kind of these targets in big time moments. I mean... I was talking to Santana about this the other day on uh, on the command center stuff. And basically we were like, he kind of reminds us of like a, a Devontae Adams. Obviously Devontae Adams is a little bit more smooth, a little bit more fluid, but CD's like this bigger, a little bit more physical, but like that short area quickness, the guy that can work the slot, the guy that can win outside is, is what he is. And I think, you know, it's not, it's not only CD. I think CD's doing a lot of really good stuff, but it's Dak's confidence in CD is the other thing that sticks out, right? The trust that they have together um has allowed him to be super productive so yeah to me he's definitely like the piece of that offense that is is the most terrifying and 
they have enough other weapons, you know, like Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook? No. What's the uh, Cooks, the receiver? Uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. There we go. Brandon Dalvin Cooks Cook, is... available, though, uh, yes. by the Jets the other day. Yes. So uh, Brandon Cooks, um, you know, obviously is an explosive playmaker still in his own right. And I think you saw that in the Detroit game. Uh, you know, CD's getting a lot of featured targets. And then there's these explosive plays to Cooks. And so I think this the offense from a receiver standpoint is really dangerous. And it's dangerous because your guy, Dak Prescott, is doing a great job. So maybe after talking through it a little bit, I would kind of divert and say it's not C.D. Lamb that runs the offense. It's Dak that runs the offense. But I think well, sure. C.D.'s a, a huge a huge part of that in terms of their success, obviously. Yeah, Dak runs it, but it runs through C.D. And I think yeah. that's different than how Dallas operated in the past where it ran through their run game. Um, and yeah. not that their run game isn't good. Tony Pollard's a good player. Um, they've, they've got some other guys that can do a little bit of damage. But the, the offense is designed to find targets for cd lamb and let him be awesome and yeah. that's the like i love that um you know get the ball to your good players like that is the mantra that we've talked about kind of isn't the way this offense runs here um it we're here it's more of like let the system decide where the ball goes for them they make a concerted effort to ensure that the that cd gets good matchups that he's yeah. moved around in the slot he's at x he's at z he's in the slot you know, he's in motion. They, they use some of the short motion stuff that a lot of teams are using now just to kind of get that free release. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really impressive um, for Mike McCarthy and all, all Mia culpa because I, uh, in the offseason, was basically like, yeah, I think this offense is not going to be very good because Mike McCarthy, um, what he did in Green Bay is like very, let Aaron Rodgers be one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen. And there ain't a lot of schematic elevation to it. But I think what you... See, is either that that's how Aaron Rodgers wanted it, um, which he has talked about uh, mm -hmm. when he's not busy defaming people. Um, but, he, you know, when he's talked about like, hey, I don't really like a lot of motion. I like to just sit back and see the picture and he can decipher it. Right. Um, and so you've either seen that's what Aaron wanted or a kind of growth and, and I don't say maturation like Mike McCarthy's a. 50-something-year-old man, 60-year-old whatever man, like uh, an evolution, that's the word mm -hmm. I'm looking for, in McCarthy's uh, view of offense, and, and he sees how valuable this other stuff is, and, and he's done a great job of using it. So, like, he deserves a ton of credit because Kellen Moore was very, high, very highly thought of, yeah. and getting rid of him in the offseason was kind of a, oh, you guys picked Mike McCarthy over Kellen Moore? And it was a 1,000% the right decision, and, and McCarthy's proven that time and again uh, with a chance to win on Sunday and win the NFC East. Yeah, and I think it all goes on a scale because I think when you look at this offense, it's not it's not overly complicated. You know, it's not like, you know, the offenses we've seen as of late, the L.A. Rams, the 49ers. It's not all these shifts and motions and play action. It's a, it's it's compared to that. It's relatively straightforward. But I do think right. to your point, like there is an advantage there when you've got a quarterback who can see it, quarterback that can throw it and a receiver that can win consistently one-on-one -on -one matchups. I think that's really what it comes down to is like, you know, CD is a guy that just seems to be able, I know he's drawing good matchups because of how they formation and they use him, but he, he wins. And, you know, like you don't get 12 catches if you're just kind of like kind of slowly. You don't just you know, get to line up and, and right. all of a sudden 12 catches come to you. Yeah, and it's like, and so he does a good job in contested catch situations. So yeah, like the offense, I, that's one thing I feel relatively good about in this game is like they don't run the ball particularly efficiently. Like Tony Pollard, I think it's like 940 yards on the year. He's like four yards per carry, which is the lowest of his career. They obviously, you can see that in the Detroit game, they struggle a little bit when they've got to run it and like got to have it running situations. That's not how the offense is built. 
Um, so I think, you know, they are a team that wants to throw the ball and do that kind of thing. But um, when you look at what the commanders have been over the last couple of weeks since Ron's taken over, I do think there is this kind of fits what they do better. You know, they play better coverages. There's not a lot of coverage bust. It's really straightforward. They're, you know, you can kind of understand who they are. They're trying to get the ball to CD. Uh, Cooks is kind of the auxiliary option there. Um, they got two good tight ends, but it's it's not like this you, where you're just getting crushed with the pen every single play, the way it is yeah. with Kyle, the way it is with um, Sean. So I, I think that that is something that gives me a little bit of solace that the defense might be able to, again, I think they're probably going to give up between 24 and 30 points. Like, I, that's what I think, as long as the offense doesn't turn the football over. But at least that's like a more tenable game, I think, in terms of game flow. Um, then we've seen yeah. oh, then we saw the first game, for example. Yes, yeah, the last one again was Jack Del Rio's final game. Um, so you know, got to be got to be better than that. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think I think there's a phrase that um, we use sometimes in the fitness world because it kind of uh, emanated from Exos, uh, which mm-hmm. is this premier workout facility out in Arizona for folks that don't know. And Mark Verstegen, the founder, uh, talked about doing simple things savagely well. And like yeah. that's the phrase that I think comes to mind for me for this Dallas offense is like, is it this crushing you with the pen, uh, to use your term, every single snap? No. But if on a key third down, will they do this simple little short motion to get CD a, a free release and then Dak knows that he's got a shot with his number one guy. Yeah, they will. And it's simple, but they do it super well. They execute at a high level and they pick good times. And the other thing that that's made their offense so good this year. um, And this was highlighted uh, on that, that Saturday night game against Detroit by the broadcast is when that stuff doesn't work. Dak has been arguably the best scrambler in the league, Um, especially on third down. He has been incredibly efficient as a scrambler, both scrambling to pass, uh, but also scrambling to run and picking up first downs at, at I believe, uh, the league best rate. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two plays that illustrate those points really well. I think it's the first drop back of the game for Dallas. They just motioned to a bunch, and they motioned CD to the inside of the bunch. I can't remember if he's lined up there ahead of time, but they you know, run their routes. He runs a five-yard out, and it's a completion. So, great, but then he breaks a tackle and ends up being right. like a 50-yard gain, and that's the first pass. So, there was nothing super exciting about that you know you got a bunch you got to match it they matched it fairly well missed the tackle and ends up being an explosive play because that's what cd brings he brings that not aj brown physicality but he brings a certain type of physical toughness like he's hard to tackle he's competitive at the catch point like we already said so did that and then there's the play where they're backed up i think it's third and 13 they're on their goal line uh uh Detroit is playing one or they're playing zero. They bring basically an all out pressure. They have a free run to the quarterback and Dak ducks out of it. Great yep. job by Dak, buys a little bit of time and then hits CD for, I want to say, like a 98 yard completion. It was, yeah, so, it was a 92 yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, that went from a safety, like legitimate safety, to explosive play for Dallas because Dak's playing really good football at the moment. And so, I think both those plays kind of encapsulate what you're talking about there. And I, I think it's very clear. We're talking about Dak. We're talking about CD and what they bring. And that's really the offense. 
I also think it's important to point out like their offensive line is playing really good football as well from a pass protection standpoint. Cause like they're, they're kind of running, I want to say a, a relatively similar offense to what we're running here. And so there's a lot of pressure on that group to pass protect at a high level. And obviously Tyron Smith is not who he was five or six years ago, but is still playing good ball. Uh, Zach Martin playing good football. Um, Tyler Smith, the rookie that last year, first yeah. round pick, like they, he's out though, I believe. Is he? Um, he yeah, so, that I'm saying, foot injury that he sustained on Saturday, I think, is going to keep him out for a while. But those guys are playing really well, yeah. and so like I think that's a big feature of their success. And obviously, they're really well coached. But you know, like the offense is it it's, it is that relationship between Dak and CD. And um, like you said, they don't do a lot of crazy stuff, but they do enough to kind of just keep you on your toes. And they've got enough playmakers to to be dangerous and and to the tune of being one of the best teams in football, one of the best offenses in football. And real quickly on Smith, um, actually does have a chance to play, uh, according to Mike McCarthy and what he said on Wednesday, despite tearing his plantar fascia. Dude, that's, so a, funny. that's a sentence that you just, you only read about football players. Yeah, he tore his uh, plantar fascia, but he might play. So one of some crazy. So your plantar fascia, like everyone's had plantar fasciitis, most people, runners, whatever. So yeah. it's annoying and it hurts it really hurts bad. It hurts like hell. But I remember I had really bad patofasciitis in 2014, and the doctor was like, do you want us to just cut it? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, we can go in and surgically just cut the planter, and then you won't feel it because it's not irritated anymore. And like your foot won't work exactly the same for the season, but it won't be painful anymore. And so they actually prefer it if it just rips all the way from a pain management standpoint. Fun fact about that. Yeah, but then your foot doesn't work. But it, so it, you can orthotic it and kind of help it keep its shape you know, and still play. Oh. I, and so I had a buddy in college who had, it was, he had terrible foot issues, tore it and then didn't miss a game. Like he just played the whole rest of the season. And obviously it's position dependent, like a receiver can't do it, but an offensive yeah. lineman, defensive tackle, sometimes linebackers can get away with it. So um, I wouldn't be nuts. surprised. I mean, it's, it's really just about pain management. Like they talk about like, as um, I said, y'all are nuts. Yeah. Yep. yep. Got to do what you got to do coach. Yeah, that is, that is the truth. Yeah.